Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast number 11. This is episode 11, and this is Peter Stone. This week, we have a guest, and I'm really pleased. Uh, it is Sung Hee, and she is from Rockport. She is doing a life story at the Cape Ann TV station here. And how I met her, she was here editing her life story. And it's pretty amazing story. And I'm going to want to watch this when it's done. And she's been doing this for weeks, if not months now. And she's got quite a story. When I was in the studio and I was in between uh, episodes uh, making uh, my TV show last week, Sanghee came in and she was doing what I thought might be Tai Chi. And I asked her, is that Tai Chi? She says, well, no, not really Tai Chi, but it's energy. And this morning, we were having a bit of a chat, and I said, so what is it then? She goes, well, everything we do should have energy into it. And this is something that resonates so much with myself, that we should stick to what we love to do or find out what we love to do and put the energy into it. And we are doing, I am doing a podcast every other week for those that maybe want to download it, put it on your phone or if you have an iPod still or put it on your computer and you prefer to listen to audio, you can do so uh, on our Podbean at the KPN TV show. As well, the next week of the other, every other week is a TV episode. So you can come to the KPN TV channel and look up the schedule and we will have stepping up and stepping out every week. And the reason for this program is to tap you on the shoulder and remind you of your New Year's resolution, which is just a label for what it is that you really want to do in life, what it is you think you want to improve, and it's an accumulation of every day, and we're aware of these changes we would like to make every day, but we don't necessarily do anything about it. And going at the end of the year, making the list and saying, oh yeah, I'm going to go do that, is very good, but keeping up we know many people drop off after two or three weeks and only a small five or six percent at the end of the year stick with it and actually attain their New Year's resolutions and their goals and dreams in some cases. So let's hop on and make 2017 your best year ever. And I wanted to welcome Sung Hee, she's here on the podcast with us. Welcome, Sung Hee. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you for inviting me. My pleasure. Well, 
I could go on speaking about myself and getting lost, but one thing for me, I believe now I'm an artist at heart. And I also believe art is not only just splashing painting on canvas, but art is way of learning self. And that kind of includes all who I encounter or what I learned or what I wanted to be each day as long as the sunrise, not only making new regulations on New Year's Day, but each day learning about something new about ourselves and how we could apply that into making better of ourselves. Sometimes we might feel like keeping up, but not losing the core of what we wanted to be, that can be mean every that can mean different to everybody. But for me, I wanted to look the simplest way that I could apply or I could improve improve myself for better self. The better self I do not know, but one thing I know: if I can sit here and speaking English, that everybody can do better. That region I came, even my legs are shaking, even my body's shaking, but I believe this is a new experience. Every day is a new day. So I'm here. And for everyone, why learning the English language is such a big, well, a big deal and a big accomplishment for Sung Hee is that she is from Korea. And her English is exquisite in the structure and her speaking. Yes, you can hear her accent, but her sentence structure is excellent. And I've been traveling to Asia for many, many decades, actually. And um, I am so honored to meet Sanghai because of her high energy and her attitude. So my little um, trigger uh, for every month that got me to in this studio was the full moon. I said, well, why can't we use the full moon? Why can't I? Why can't anyone? This big, bright indicator in the sky that happens once a month why can't that be my reminder to review my goals for the last 30 days, my dreams, my, my um, resolutions, if, if you want to call them that? And it seems here, Sung Hee uses the sunrise every day. And how refreshing is that, that in the morning when the sun rises, and I'm sure, tell me, what happens when the sun is behind the clouds. Do you still experience that? I believe if the sun is, even though my eyes may not see it, I know it's there because when you f travel with airplane, you go through turbulent or downfolding lane on airport. When you go up high, it's bright. So I know even my eyes may not see it, it's there. Mm -hmm. So, in the darkest of days, in the darkest of moments, or even in a slightly shaded moment, you're able to find the sunshine. 
able to find the sunshine in the day, in the moment, somehow? Uh, I suppose, as an artist, I suppose you look at the light very carefully. When sun, sunlight, somehow, somehow it even the, all the tree leaves, shows many different shades. So as a flower, yes, cloudy day, you see everything is sort of muted, but I know sun's there. So it's a different, different coloration in my eyes. Mm-hmm. So it's a variety, and we have variety in weather in New England. Uh, it's rather dramatic. When I was living in Florida in the Keys, uh, one of my classmates' mother said, oh, you're living in Key West. Isn't it so hot? And, and you don't have any seasons, but there are seasons. The flowers come out, the flowers go away, it's the cool season, it's the rainy season, you just, and I thought to myself, well, I don't have to hit myself on the hand to realize it's a different season, so that meaning I don't have to understand there's a January to know there's a July. So identifying the subtle beauty in the gray tones and the less than brilliant sunshine gives us dimension. It does give us dimension, and early this morning, our sky was very, you know, misty. On those days, for me, I feel like the, the uh, misty, the fogginess, they somehow imbue. There's no distinction heaven and earth, and yeah. I found it so mysterious. So yes, I'm craving for bright sunlight to lift my heart, but I'm still okay because there will be sun tomorrow or all day after. Right. And and I find that very interesting. Uh, in my jewelry line, I have the Vescus Pieces, which is a jewelry design I found in England in uh, Glastonbury. There's a well there called the Chalice Well. And I did a lot of research about that design, and I created this exquisite piece finally. I mean, I spent hours there photographing and getting it right. And the the cover actually opens. It's the cover to the well, which is the Vescus Pisces, where the spiritual runs into the physical. And what you said about the fog and the morning mist is amazing because I don't think many of us realize that we're actually, when we choose, it's when we choose. And life is a choice, I found out. And this is kind of what this whole program is about because everything we do is a choice. Sometimes it's comfortable, sometimes it's uncomfortable, sometimes it's really uncomfortable. But what you just said is really amazing and totally uplifting that, you know, I can't tell the difference between the heaven and the earth, which says to me, wow, I'm like living heaven on earth through the beauty of what I see. Well, heaven and earth, there are many different ways of looking at, I suppose, so I can only speak uh, my own point of view because we are in unique spot and unique life journey. Uh, there's heaven and earth in outside and the horizons and sea or meadows, you know, and sky we can see. But I also like to see the heaven in my own, you know, head that is heaven and body as earth. 
So just like in nature, that if all the rivers are flow freely, and I think that you know that means it require our breathing in more deeply, so bringing more oxygen into every corner of our body. That will also clear out some of the blocked, blocked you know energy within our body. It's kind of funny for me to say energy because I was one of those kind of person that not wanted to see because that's something that you can nearly spot with your eyes. But now I feel that I can nearly relate to the pond, the way water is stagnant, that it get kind of, you know, uh, poisonous to some of the plant it lives. The same thing with our human body. So I believe that the little gentle exercise, like simple walk, and those things, in, uh, it doesn't matter who's school or whether you call it Tai Chi or Qigong. I think if you are consciously breathing in the fresh air, here we are. There's a sea there, there's green outside. I think deeply breathing in fresh air, that alone will give us to release some of the toxin in our body. I think that's the reason I moved to here. Mm -hmm. In Rockport, yes. Well, I find myself constantly just driving to Gloucester for no reason. I'm just like, there's this big magnet that pulls me here. And I haven't yet been able to put my finger, mind, or anything else on it. And quite frankly, it doesn't matter. What matters is the energy, right? And next to the sea, we get that uh, the minerals from the sea and the trace minerals. And when we and the oxygen, right, that splashed up in the waves that the fish and everything, all sea life needs that oxygen. So we're here, and if we take advantage of that by being present, as you point out and being aware and looking at the small and the large things and identifying the difference between fresh flowing water and stagnant water and the difference even in the smell and a lot of things and I have spoken before about the body and the lymph system if we don't exercise exercise is the only thing that cleans out the dead white blood cells and if we don't do that they build up and we become toxics and and as you're saying the oxygen and movement helps get rid of that and then i would always add on water you have comments on water? I see a big smile on your face and your well, eyes light up. Well, our human body is almost 90% is water, so we do need to drink fresh water. And also, I heard some water specialist that um, fluted water, it'll take about seven miles of, miles of tumbling down to get purified. When I heard that, it only made me sense that walking seven so miles will be cleaning only the days, you know, fluted thought or fluted, you know, stagnant. So that means I need to walk more, you know, 
Uh, but it's not always so. There's some winter time. There's some other, you know, well, if I wanted to make excuse, I can always find the excuse. But summer is the great time to at least try to clean up the residue of the, you know, polluted part of water in my body. Mm-hmm. So what kind of, uh, you are not 20, you're not 30, you're not 40, you're not 50, and you're not even 60, and you have a couple of years on that. So you look, your skin is so tight and shines, and you're vibrant and alive, and that, the things you've just spoken of are apparent from the lifestyle. Your energy and your presence show a vibrancy and a fire uh, from within. So what do you do uh, kind of on a daily, weekly, and, and or monthly? Well, uh, since I came to Rockport to walk about, in the I did for a while intelligently, but I ran into some wild animal like a coyote very early morning, 6.30. Not only once, a couple of times, so I've been a little bit shaken. So I'm not doing as much as I wanted to, but uh-huh. I know that uh, they don't mean any harm. They actually started just like I was. Um, but I am very happy when I walk through the coastal area, like uh, old garden beach, you know, neighbor, old people who live in Rockport knows that. Through that, Cape Hedge, Long Beach, and Good Harbor Beaches, and walk, you know, and trace those uh, paths and come back. And even in just an hour ago, the water was coming in, and then it goes out. It, it, it's just amazing, the ever-changing scenery. Just looking at that, I somehow forget the time. But I also know that not everybody can do it. But I do this one, too, to to clean out my mind and sort out so many things in my mind. So I consider myself very fortunate at this time, yes. Mm -hmm. So I kind of have found the same magic in life, and I think that's one of the reasons we're talking is that we see the beauty of the area, and you are really connected with the ocean and the flowers and and everything around. And to get lost in it is, I was going to ask you, uh, well, so where do you meditate? But you answered me in what you were saying because I did a, I got lost in Thailand when I was sitting by these rocks listening to the water. And I wasn't intending to do a little tiny podcast meditation, but I said, gosh, this is so magical. I have to record this. If it one person likes it and uses it to their advantage and it changes their life that I've done my job. But I just was sitting there and my mind was going and then all of a sudden it was like the water took over and the sound took over and the sunshine and the birds took over and I was like in this magical state like you said, you just get lost. 
Yes, I, you know, I think meditation means uh, different to everybody mm. else. And there are so many different teachers and books and talk about meditation. I think they all wanted to help you connect with the core self. Um, but I also, you know, that not everyone had the same psychological, um, you know, makeups. And not everybody is a similar way of thinking because our mental attitude is different the way we see it. So I nearly believe that each person has to find their own way. Now, I mean, you can certainly try many different meditation and find out what works for you, but I also think that no matter where we are, being relaxed, or even you drink a coffee, relaxing and just being in yourself, I think that is also part of, you know, meditation, if right. you will. Right. And I think walking is another way. And I also think that scribble down our thought, same as painting. Mm. That, you know, when you are painting, you're so into that particular mood or spirit that you want to capture. You sort of go into that and you forget the time. Yeah. Don't even hear what somebody says because uh-huh. you are in the zone. So I think that that sort of a thing is we get lost in to the spirit. Mm-hmm. So when we get lost in spirit of that unhealthy, unhappiness, yes, it'll take for a while to come up. But, you know, also when you get down, there's no way to go down. So you will eventually come up. So, All right. Well, that's excellent. And I hope uh, for people who think, I don't know how to meditate. What, what do I do? Oh, I can't sit in silence. I can't do this. And I read this book and that book. But the books are nice and they're helpful. And we can read 10 books and not maybe one of them doesn't strike us. So, <clears throat> excuse me, by getting into a space that we really like whether it is art or walking on the beach or walking in the woods or just sipping quietly a cup of coffee and getting lost in our thoughts. So there are a couple of types of meditation. I was told by the experts, but I think we're all experts when we allow us to be. So there is the active meditation where our mind, the flow comes in, we're connected to the spirit. And then there's just the silence where we're not thinking anything. And that's kind of, I'm not sure it's an elevated state, but that's kind of a little difficult state to to reach. But that sometimes happens, I think, to all of us somehow. Whether we realize it or not, uh, I mean, some people might call it a daydream. What are you daydreaming? Am I daydreaming or am I meditating when you're in the classroom, when you're a kid? Hey, stop daydreaming. Well, who knows what we're doing? We should dream. <laughs> I think it's important to dream. I heard a lot, um, I suppose, for some people, they come down to earth, you know. <laughs> So I get easily carried away someplace else. So, but I also know that you cannot build a castle in the air. So you have to start you know, by small. But also same time, you know, dreaming and imagination is good. 
It's a good way to somehow connecting the earth to heaven. In Chinese way, the human being is a conductor of energy, both heaven and earth, because we stand with our feet. Um, so I believe, you know, dreaming something in the crowd of thought and bringing that down to earth, to build just, you know, small step at a time or one breath at a time. If we don't breathe, we're not living. So I think the meditation starts with the breathing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and I spoke of breathing on several programs, and I actually learned a breathing method from Tony Robbins I mentioned either last week or a couple of weeks ago, where there's a count, you inhale maybe seven through your nose, just seven seconds, and you hold it four times that to a count of 28, then you exhale through your mouth. This is just one method of probably many, and I I bet you have a few to offer. And what I found out after doing that five or six times in a row, that that oxygen just woke me up, and I actually stopped drinking coffee in the morning. I still love coffee and enjoy it, but I actually gave up coffee for oxygen as a way to wake up. It was a great, uh, I mean, learning. I mean, I never, I didn't do this till maybe 20 years ago or so, or 25. But when I learned, I still do it today. And now I'm getting more information. Well, I think sometimes we do say things in heat of a moment, you know, something that you don't want to say, but... <laughs> yeah, we all do. But I think in those cases, you know, uh, when you take a few breaths, doesn't have to be seven or something, even in just... Uh, then I think your word will come out much calmer. Ah. So it would not make additional conflict. Yeah. So in that sense, I think, you know, it's good. For me, not because I was patient, but I guess because I do not know English words, so I used to just listen and uh, listen. And uh, I think that sort of helped me. But there are times that I wanted to practice what I learned so I can be very charity. But I think, you know, listening in, there's so much different sound, especially in nature, that helps. And a human being, too, I think. I, I will more like think breathe in inspiration and breathe it out and good thought. Even some people who may annoy you or irritate mm-hmm. you, I think it's always a better way too because they are at the moment. Somehow they don't mean it, but they are in heat of moment. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, I try to do that, but there are days that I also, you know, I also swept by uh, the busyness, the irritations, and other things that could ever say that something that may hurt someone else. So sometimes I'll say, well, even I say in heat of a moment, some angry and left mm-hmm. world, hopefully it will help. You know, I could say that, you know, people hand, but uh, they'll they, yes, the impatient learn, you know. That's excellent. Um, so, so this is a huge, huge lesson to me. And 
I think it should be for many people that when something is difficult and it's hard to do, and oh my God, that's so hard to do, I don't want to do it, but you learned English from a whole nother, like writing Korean and writing English are two totally different things. And you would know a lot more than I. All I am, am responding to is looking at it. And I'll just make this point is that the rewards that you got out of this are amazing. I'll just mention the one and I'll make a point of it are. So sometimes I have to stop and think about the word before I say it. And I breathe. And that is something about when you get upset. Isn't that a great recommendation, Sanghi, that you can offer to people that when they get in the heat of the moment, remember Sanghi and a breath. Catch yourself and make your day and make your way much better for you and everyone in your pathway. Please. I think um, there are times. Well, number one, I speak English now out of necessity. I came to the United States with only handful English. Uh, I wanted to speak, but people around me, they said, wow. When you come in America as an adult with only pure English, you would never, never master, so don't even try. Besides, I can speak for you, so why do you bother? I actually did not want to make a fool out of myself, so I let them and realize that later on they are speaking, but they're not nearly speaking what I wanted to say because they never asked me what I want. And the day I decided to speak English or express thought in my mind, everybody was so uncomfortable. She's speaking, she's not following, she's not giving me power. So there were big disruptions. But I think what I know now is everything is connected with the world. I am naturalized U.S. citizen. I am living in America, even accent or not, if I cannot speak English, how would I be able to connect another human being? So it is for me my way of celebrating life in America. I do believe, some people believe accent person does not have feelings or shouldn't have any idea what they want. But I do believe all of us, whether we speak English, with accent, whether we speak slow, but I believe all of us has some thought that it has not yet materialized as a word to speak up, but all of us has many good ideas they put down because people say, come down to earth, don't they dream? But I think we all need to dream, we all need to dream something better, something only each of us can bring in to uh, this earth, no matter where we live, whether we speak English or Korean mm -hmm. or Thai, it doesn't matter. Right. I think speaking language is a special gift the human being has. Mm -hmm. 
I think it's better to encourage people to speak what is their own mind than don't speak because people will make a fool out of you. I think I'm okay. People call me stupid. I'd rather be stupid in my own way. So here I am. Uh, well, I think those people that might call you stupid don't know you one single bit, and they are just uh, coming with maybe a poor attitude. And maybe they need to listen to you on this podcast because you are amazing and you've got some fascinating uh, philosophies and life lessons here that so many of us can learn because you've had a double struggle, a double struggle with that language. And now you're speaking English and you're happy to speak it and happy to be yourself. And that's what this program is about, is stepping up, stepping out and making not only 2017 your best year ever, but 2018 and beyond. And we will talk again, I am sure, because you have such uh, vision and you've got such experience and rich depth of thinking that can help so many. And I sit here and I'm learning so much from you. I love it. So you came to America because as many immigrants do, like my grandparents and the Italians and the Portuguese and the Irish and everybody came to America, the Thais, the Japanese, because America is one of, if not the, I have traveled to over 90 countries and I can say unequivocally that this country is amazing no matter what kind of faults we're always learning and that's kind of like what this whole program it is what this program is about to get up and make the best of who we are and learn by our mistakes learn by trying every day and i watched some people on tv yesterday yesterday was memorial day and I got into, someone was moving a piano in my home. And we got, I asked, well, do you have parades in Worcester? And they said, well, we used to. And I go, really? You used to? Well, why don't you now? I said, Manchester, they have a parade. Nahant, they have a parade. And I don't know about Gloucester, actually, because I wasn't here. But I said, it just popped out of me. And I said, well, if there was a parade... The most important parade of parades would be the Memorial Day Parade in the United States of America that represents freedom for all of us. Without freedom, we wouldn't have our Thanksgiving parade, our New Year parade, and any other fun school parade or high school parade or any parade. So I would like to share my gratitude, and I know... Song He has shared her gratitude here. And I want to thank you for coming on this program. Whether your stomach was shaking or your legs were shaking, but I bet you're feeling better. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. I, uh, we will uh, have another episode at some point. Next week we'll be on TV. So this is Peter Stone signing out for this week's episode 11 on the podcast 
for stepping up and stepping out, making 2017 an outrageous year and your best year yet. Mm -hmm.